You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Brock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started All right, everybody, welcome back to the show This is The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with myself, Adam Peterson And my good friend, Dee Dee Wills Dee Dee, how are you? I am so great How are you? I'm doing awesome. I love seeing, and we always say this, that we love seeing each other, but Didi rearranged her office. It looks so nice. And uh, I'm excited to see your new sign that you talked about. She's getting a fancy wooden sign made, she said. Yeah, I am. And what's kind of nice is that I have a, like, I have like two rooms that I can put stuff in behind me. And so I can put all <laughs> the stuff in there and then shut the door and it makes it look like I'm neat and organized. So it's a win. <laughs> Whatever it looks like, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. mask the mess. Yeah, uh, sure. So today's another exciting, exciting episode. We, we have a, a very good friend of ours on as a guest today, and uh, you all hear me talk all the time about play-based learning, and, and that gets its own acronym of, of PBL, but there's an even bigger one that we want to talk about today with one of our amazing friends, Bella. Didi, introduce her. Uh, is, this lady is fantastic and a genius in her own, in her own right, and just someone yes. I've learned so much from this past year being out of the classroom. She's been my mentor, my guide, and I'll, I'll let Didi talk about it. Go ahead. Well, great. Thank you. Um, when we first talked about, you know, the different guests that we wanted to have on and Adam mentioned Dr. Lori Elliott before I did, but we were both like, let's have Lori on there. Let's have Lori on there because, you know, we both have had the honor of, of getting to know her over the last, um, I don't know, probably eight or nine, eight or nine years for Lori and I, um, and probably the same for Adam. Uh, she's just one of those people when you meet her and listen to her, you want her to be like your best friend. Like, can we be best friends? Can we please be best friends? She's just a lot of fun. Um, but of course we want to have fun people on the podcast, but the reason we asked her on is because not only is she fun, but she's super smart, um, without making you feel dumb. So, um, Lori, Dr. Lori Elliott, um, can you just tell everybody a little bit about you? Sure. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. This is such a great opportunity, but more than anything, I just was excited to see you guys and, and talk to you all. Um, and same, so, same. Yes. And so, um, well, I've been in education for a very long time um, and I live in the great state of Missouri. And so that's exciting and spent a long time teaching here. I spend my days now really with the greatest job ever, which is working with teachers everywhere and discussing lots of great things about education. But in particular, most of them right now are dealing with project-based learning, and that's very exciting and near and dear to my heart because it's, uh, I've always been a project-based learning teacher, even back when I was a young teacher and really didn't know what to call it. I just knew this is what I did, and it's what worked. So, so um, cool. Yeah. So That's like awesome, a, a yeah. lot of people, yeah, some people probably are like, okay, I've heard of project-based learning, but can you kind of go over what that looks like, what that is? Absolutely. And I think that all great teachers, all we all want to do really exciting, engaging things with our kids. And so we do tons of amazing things. Project-based learning kind of takes things, it ratchets it up to the next level. And what I mean by that is it's more than, um, for instance, doing a project, a take-home project with your kids. And it's more than just a one-day, you know, experience. What it is, it's a really, it's students really facing a challenge or a task, and then them finding and doing the research and coming up with a plan of how to 
fix that thing or solve that thing or learn that particular idea. And then the biggest piece that I think that is really unique about project-based learning is there's always experts involved and also that there's always an audience for the work. So what I mean by that is somebody gets to celebrate with these kids about the amazing real world stuff they're working with. And so when I'm, you know, kind of talking in teacher jargon here, but we're talking about really cool stuff like kids starting gardens and kids opening pop-up businesses and kids finding ways to help in the community and students learning about something and educating others. They really take ownership of their learning and it's it's a lot more uh, student-centered than our typical projects. Uh -huh. But the biggest piece again is that there is an audience for the work. So community members, experts in the field, other students, etc. And it's just so amazing to watch the kids um, take that ownership. That's awesome. I love hearing. I just love listening to Lori talk about this stuff. It's funny. I want to. I want to go back to what Dee Dee said about Lori is super, super smart, but in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're less smart than her. I remember Lori. I met first met Lori uh, in Vegas, sitting around as presenters at a lunch one day, and and I remember sitting next to our good friend Kim Adson, and she's. I was asking her because I was brand new, and I'm like, all right, who are all these people? And I, I still remember her saying, well, that's Dr. Lori Elliott. And I was like, oh, doctor, I, I can't talk to her. Like, I'm not going to know what to say. And then Lori and I really became close this past year because my first year out of the classroom, uh, I was, I guess, assigned her as a mentor or coach or guide or boss or whatever you want to call it. And it's been such a fabulous learning experience for me. And, and he, just listening to you explain that in the most realistic terms makes me want to go out and back mm -hmm. to the classroom and do those things. And yeah. Uh, I, I was, I was reaching over here. Well, thank you. You've been a lifesaver <laughs> to me. You guys were probably wondering why I was off screen a little bit, Dee Dee and, and Lori, but I was reaching over cause I was grabbing Lori's book that I have on my shelf here. Uh, Lori wrote a book. How, how, how long ago has it been? Uh, I think that one was about four years ago now. Okay. So a book, uh, and this is where I first learned about the, the, I guess, project-based learning as a, as a actual thing. Cause like you said, everybody kind of does it. We just put it into terms. Uh, Project-Based Learning for Real Kids and Real Teachers by Dr. Lori Elliott. And uh, Trisha and I were very lucky to go see you do a workshop on this recently. And it was such a fascinating day. I, I caught myself, um, and you and I had already talked about this a lot, and I knew a lot about Project-Based Learning, your ideas behind it, but I caught myself just sitting and listening and soaking up stuff, even not being in the classroom right now. But like, <laughs> if I'm ever back in the classroom, I have pages of notes, I want to try this and this and this and this and this. So you mentioned these big units turning gardens and this and this and this in the audience. And I know there was one that is talked about in your book and you focus on quite a bit in your workshop about a uh, restaurant, right? And, oh, and that was yeah. kind of your, your baby to start this. And it was, it was pretty awesome listening <laughs> to you talk about it. So I guess yeah. in, in, a, in a quick way or getting teachers who might want to try this, uh, you started with that. That was your, right. your baby, right? And kind of one that you owned and went with and and maybe tell our listeners a little bit about that because it was pretty cool listening to you talk about. Oh, so fun. So I started, first of all, when I went into education, I was a preschool teacher. That's how I paid the bills so that I could become a teacher. So I would teach preschool during the day and then I would um, go at night to school. And I learned so much from that experience that when I got my first classroom, I realized really, really quickly I could rely on what I'd learned at, at what worked hands-on with little kids, even mm -hmm. if I was teaching upper elementary. And at that time I was. Um, and so that kind of started the process. And then I just kept tweaking it. And so I did very hands-on things, lots of projects. And now what I know to be project-based learning. 
and a, most of that really came out of very organic places. Like I, I just like, how do I engage these kids? And I want to make it real for them. And one, I've got kids that their levels are all over the place. And I don't know how to, that, that was back before we knew about differentiating instruction. And I was just like, I'm just trying to keep everybody excited about learning and let's have a good time. So we did all these things. And one of those things happened to come from just a very organic place where I was working with my kids and my intention was just to teach them about counting money and um, recognizing money and understanding a little bit about how a business works. And I initially started with the idea of we're going to just have this play restaurant. <laughs> we're just going to have this little bitty small thing and I'm going to make up these little menus and they're going to take each other's orders and they're just going to love this. Well, we had done enough you know, major kind of big things that when I introduced that to the kids, we started by reading a book about a restaurant that Patricia Polacco had written. And I was expecting the kids to go, yes, Miss Elliot, we get to play restaurant. They looked me square in the eye and they were like, uh, why are we not opening a real restaurant? <laughs> oh and God. I said, a real restaurant, you guys, like that's, I, okay, first of all, that's a really great idea, but it costs money, <laughs> you know, it costs money to open a restaurant, and where would I get that kind of money? Well, then in the minds of first and second graders, they start telling me things like, well, Miss Elliot, you could put on your credit card. Miss um, <laughs> Elliot, you could, you could write a check, because in their mind, that's how you did it, and yeah. I'm laughing inside going, oh my gosh, okay, forget the play restaurant. These kids are in it to win it. They want, like, the real thing, and I just kept going with it and they landed on this idea well miss elliot if we would you could get a loan from the bank oh, and i awesome. was like a loan from the bank how in the heck do you get a loan from the bank and first and second graders tell me that if you write a really sweet letter a nice letter <laughs> the bank will give you money and uh, oh yeah, that's how, that's what they said. So we did. So seriously, we went from, we were going to just do a couple math lessons about restaurants to, we wrote a letter to the bank. The bank gave us a loan. We got the money. The kids ended up um, figuring out what kind of restaurants, what kind of jobs they needed. They applied for jobs. We had, you know, they were selected for their jobs and they did everything. They did the menu, the marketing, the whole nine yards. And we opened it for real customers with making real money. And it was, you know, it, it was just, I'd been doing lots of stuff, but in that moment, I'm thinking, never underestimate the power of the kids. Like, never oh underestimate what they could do, because these were first and second grade uh, kids that did the restaurant the first year. And I tell teachers, I said, that's the fun of project-based learning, that it, I could have very well sat on two days of just doing math lessons, but they pushed me, and I went with them, mm -hmm. and it was much better than we could have ever, I could have ever imagined. Um, and the other cool thing that happens that once you do those kinds of things, the next year when you get your next group of kids, they will hit you at the door going, <laughs> are we going to open the restaurant? Are we going to do this? <laughs> are we going to do that? And so, um, so even though we did, you know, I opened several restaurants, the kids each year did it themselves. They figured out what that should look like, or it didn't have to be a restaurant. It could be a different kind of business for those standards that we were teaching. And I think that that's important that when we're talking about project-based learning, not only does it have an audience, not only is it kid-centered and they make a lot of the choices, but it's based on the standards we already have to teach. Mm -hmm. We're not saying this is in addition to everything else. We're saying, wow, instead of doing that math unit that way, another way, we're going to do it this way. And the kids are going to walk away with the economics and the math and the language arts all at one time. So 
Fun oh, stuff. Amazing. Very fun. Very fun. So, I mean, I can imagine, you know, I know, I know one of the things that, you know, we all know when we go to school, like when I was becoming a teacher, you know, you sat and you, and you, and you get, no, you, mm -hmm. sit and you get right. You get. I think That's it should awesome. be a, <laughs> I think it should be a word. Anyhow, I'm going to so make you, you a t-shirt that says that, Dee. I get. <laughs> I get. I get. I get. Uh, but you would sit and get that, right? And you'd think, okay, I, I think I understand how this would work. And then when you're in the classroom and you're applying it, you just take it to a whole nother level. And so I can just imagine those little, you know, first and second graders and and the other grades lives that you've you've taught. But um, I imagine it took took that understanding just to a whole nother level. It does. And I think that that's what kept me going. I'll be honest, the first year I taught, okay, I taught preschool, right? And I'm just excited to teach. The first year out, they give me 32 kids, 32 <laughs> fourth graders that had everything in the world. Like I had three really gifted girls, and then I had a little guy in a wheelchair and everything else in between. Mm -hmm. And so the reason that I really started, this became the way that I taught was survival because excuse me, because I was like, how are they going to learn this stuff and then learn it and remember it because they're so diverse in ability. <clears throat> and that first year when it worked, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is working. Let's just keep trying this out and wow. giving kids more choice. And not everything that I did, I would say is true blue, what we call project-based learning. Now there was a, there's a lot of thematic units. There's a lot of projects and just inquiry type activities, but there were always every year several of uh, things that we did that really went to absolute bloomed into this beautiful mm -hmm. thing. And it always had those same things that we now know as project-based learning. And then again, because of that success over the years, I just kept leaning more towards that way of teaching. And it was right, you're right. They get it and they get it at such a deep level. And I know sometimes teachers are a little bit nervous about that because they say, oh my gosh, that just seems like a lot of work. Honestly, it's not. You're already working like crazy anyway. You're just putting your energy differently. Right. And so we, we really front load projects to get kids excited about it. Then we bring them in and let them have choice. And it honestly makes the teaching and the learning so much more enjoyable for everybody. So, you know, I'm so, so glad you mentioned, um, you said thematic units project based because I know that's a big part of your book too. There's a specific section of that. And it was one of those things that kind of opened my eyes because we, we love thematic units. Actually our, our last guest, Lori, uh, we had Holly Ely on and she talked oh, a lot yay. about these themes that she does, which were amazing themes that she does. Right. And, and I've always taught with themes, um, break down for us. What, I mean, in this specific definition, if you can, because I think a lot of people listen to this, like I was before I heard you speak, I was like, Oh yeah, I do stuff like this time. We had our Hawaii unit. We had our, our where right. the wild things are unit and really reading your book and breaking down the difference between themes and projects. Uh, because a lot of what I was doing was here it is kids, let's have fun. Right. And what a lot right. of you do is let's do this together kids, right? Like you are in charge, put the, the learning in their hands. So, uh, I guess in your, your three or four definitions or what are the differences between if you're just doing a thematic unit, which is okay. It and is then awesome. transferring yeah. over and turning that learning into what you call a project-based learning unit. That's a, thanks. That's a really good point. First of all, I want to say every one of those kinds of instruction have its place. And mm -hmm. I did all of them. And in fact, 
fact, when I started a school year, I always started with a thematic unit because that's an awesome way to get kids excited and teach your expectations and that kind of thing. So I think it all has its place, but there are differences. So if I think about in terms of thematic units, um, where everything is really just kind of all of the activity and the learning is based around one theme, really usually, if we're honest about it, it's very teacher directed. So we choose the theme, we choose the activities, we choose the books we're going to read, we choose the crafts we're going to do, we choose the food, which is totally awesome because we're the grown up in the room and we should do that at certain <laughs> times, right? We right. should do that. The difference then in project-based learning is not just saying, for instance, we're doing penguins, which I love penguins. I'm not bashing penguins. I'm just saying the difference is um, that instead of doing, you know, where Lori chooses the books and the activities and so forth and, and all the kids go with me and maybe they do this little research project at the end and we put it up. The difference is I come to the kids and I say, oh my goodness, did you hear on the news that this little penguin colony is really having a hard time making it because of, you know, the change in the, in the climate? What could we do about that? And then the kids saying, oh my goodness, save the penguins. And so <laughs> we say, yes, let's save the penguins. How do we do that? And then we have a university professor, for instance, that Skypes in and talks to us about how, what, penguins need and how they survive and the kids start doing research and then they start deciding well what kinds of things would we do to get the word out so we could save the penguins and then we work towards that and at the end we share that what we've learned and our solution for this problem um, with other people so one of the differences thematic teaching is usually very teacher directed for a reason because you're tying it all together Whereas project-based learning, it starts with the standards, but then the teacher allows the students to come and it's very student-driven. So they may have decided that for this, they're gonna make commercials or they're gonna make brochures, and I have to be okay with that as a teacher. Now I put parameters in place, but I have to understand that instead of me saying, everybody's gonna research a penguin and everybody's gonna have a five, you know, slide presentation at the end, the kiddos are telling me, no, Miss Elliot, no, we need to do this and we need to do that. And as long as it follows the standards and the essential question that I've written for this unit, then I'm okay with that. So one big difference is the, you know, which kind of centered, you know, centeredness do we have? We have teacher centered, we have student centered. The other big thing is audience. So in typically in our thematic units, which, oh my gosh, I love thematic units. I can't throw a party that's not thematic. So I still believe in it. <laughs> It, right so with thematic units um, there's really usually not an audience when we get done with the Hawaii unit we sit around and we all drink Hawaiian punch and we and we you know look at the stuff we've made and we have some Hawaiian dance party and that's it but whereas in project-based learning, the, really what the kids are working toward is who's coming in to see our work? Like, mm -hmm. who is it? It could be more like an open house, but a lot of times now I'm really encouraging teachers, find out who are the real experts in this field that the kids have worked on, and two or three real experts come in and give the kids feedback. So if your kids are, let's say, developing products and learning about economics, then bring in a couple business people who say, let me check these out like Shark Tank, and let me show you, tell you which of these would really sell in the marketplace. Kids right. are so motivated by that outside piece, that, that, um, that sharing of that information. So that's another big thing is audience is missing usually in thematic units. 
an audience is present in um, project-based learning. Um, and I think that, you know, those are the, the big, the big rocks in terms of that. And I think the other part of that is the role of the teacher. And thematic units, we are, you know, okay, everybody get on board, here we go, here's the activity. And uh, once we get into project-based learning as, at a certain part in the unit, we're there to just facilitate and to guide and to conference with kids and hear what they have to say and take their suggestions and go, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. So that's, a, that's I think, three of the basic, you know, kind of differences between those two, but I absolutely think kids need all of it, right? I think that we, there's a time and a place. I don't think kids are ready for project-based learning, let's say week one of school. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> you know, they don't know who you are. They don't know expectations. So I think it takes um, time, and we start that by starting with those thematic units and those inquiry-type situations. And then about the end of that first quarter, kids are usually about ready. They've got things figured out. And it's good to, like, give them something real-world that they can wrestle with for a while. That's perfect. That. Yeah. And Didi, I don't know about you, but one thing that stuck out to me there was, so in, in Lori's first example of that restaurant and getting a loan and writing letters and all that, 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 that was intense. And then the second example of penguins, that, that was I, not to put any, you know, shed a negative light, but it was pretty basic, right? Like yeah, just yeah. researching. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I teachers, listeners, the, don't be alarmed. Like this doesn't have to be Nope. a money spending, you know, week after week after week, huge planning thing. It really can be simply what Lori just said there that, you know, uh, research penguins, but let the kids do it. I thought that was great. I um I love that. Also, one other thing that you said, Lori, that I loved was bringing in an expert because, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't, I know that you are in a, a big hub of scientist part of the world there in Missouri. Cause when I was in Missouri, <laughs> I mean, no, but because of technology now, you can bring yes. anybody from anywhere into your classroom just remotely um, on your computer. You can be talking to people across the other side of the world. Um, you can be talking to people, you know, in another state. So that is, that is such a great tool that we can use that sometimes, you know, we don't, we don't think about reaching out to, to those experts. I loved that. That's a great and one, it really yeah. is. And, I, and I'll be honest, the, a lot of the schools that I'm working with now, um, they're keeping me updated on their project-based learning units. And so many of them have found experts that are doing exactly that. They are, they are Zooming in, FaceTiming in, Skyping in, and they, the kids are loving it. They're absolutely loving it. And I think sometimes as teachers, we are worried about how do, who do I get, you know, find these people? And they're never, never going to say yes. Yes, they will. And what I, they really do, maybe they don't have time to spend the whole day traveling to the school and coming in and then going back to their place of business. But if you ask them, could you FaceTime with us? Could you Zoom in with us for just 20 minutes? We are getting like 95% or higher people going, absolutely, I could do that. I'd love to hear what your kids are saying. And awesome. don't be afraid to ask. Email, good grief, just email and ask and, and explain, have the kids explain what they're up to. And they're saying yes, 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 over, over and over again. Yeah, that's pretty, we, we ran into something like that last year. My, my last year in the classroom, my students were obsessed with the Winter Olympics that year. And, yeah. and I didn't have live TV, so I wasn't really watching at home, but every day they came wanting to talk about the Olympics. So I'm like, all right, let's turn this into something. And, we, and it wasn't so much a project based because I, I gave them things. We, we did some crafts and games. We basically held a mini Olympics in our classroom, right? Yeah. But um, when you say reach out and, and Didi mentioned the word expert, uh, I also throw the word network in there because if you mm -hmm. just network with the right people, sometimes it's just reaching out to people who you've heard mention something, right? So I reached out to a, a mutual friend of Kim Adsitz and I who lives near me in Illinois, uh, Kathleen Kahn, and her daughter is a big figure skater. 
And I, I said to her, I said, hey, I know Mackenzie skates. Is there any chance she's around and would want to pop in? And she goes, well, she's actually traveling for, for school or work right now, but I'll do one better for you. Her best friend is competing in Korea right now. And she goes, let me get you her number. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, what did you say? <laughs> That's so right. I texted. I, I, I wish I could remember her name right off the top of my head. I'm so sorry I can't. But her and her husband were the bronze medal winning team in pairs figure skating for us wow. that year wow. and That's her and her exciting. husband yeah they sent my class they answered questions that i had texted them and they sent us a video from a bus on their way to an event in korea uh answering our questions on video and it was it was one of those things to hear from quote-unquote experts was awesome my kids were so into that lesson and we learned more in that two-minute clip than i ever could have taught them by researching you know, a video of figure skating online. It, it was, it was amazing. Um, so like Didi said, network, uh, reach out to experts, whoever you can get that information to your kids and, and just find a way to do it. And we have this power of technology in our hands to do so. Yeah. And a really good tip for that, if you're interested in, and again, I, I love what you said, Adam, about project-based learning could be the person that wants to open a, you know, do a garden with their class, but it could also be the person that's just like, I'm going to take a, pro a project I've done or a thematic unit I've done and just kind of take it up a notch and bring in some of these things like an expert and an audience at the end to make it more authentic. Well, one of the things that you might think about is when you're, we're still in the beginning of school, reach out to your parents and just survey them and say, here's the things we're learning this year. Do you do any of these things or do you have anybody that has a connection with any of these kinds of things? Because what I found is when I would reach out to the parents of the folks in my room, and we're not just saying you come be a guest speaker and we're going to have like, you know, like career day every day. That's not what you're saying. It's worded in such a way so that parents, you know who you who they know and that you might have some networking there just because you put on, you just shared that out. And that, that can be a really good tip as well. Um, just to survey and find out what's already there in your neighborhood that you really didn't even know because you, you hadn't thought to ask mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Awesome. So Lori, if, if somebody is just thinking, okay, how do I start project-based learning? Where would you like, how would you suggest them get started with that? Like, what would be the first step? Yeah, I think that a couple of things would be, first of all, really become knowledgeable so you get a good sense of what the true elements are. So there really are like nine elements that we look at in terms of what true project-based learning is. Everything from standards to audience, reflection, et cetera. I have on my website, I have like a four series blog post um, from oh, last good. year good, good. that if they go to drlorielliot.com, literally it starts from my experience and then each one of those kind of helps them to understand um, what it is and what it's not. And then past that, I would say do definitely check out, really reflect on some things that you've already been doing that you're like, gosh, the kids love this and I'm really excited about it. Could I start with something like this and just add these pieces she's talking about? Mm -hmm. um, and also you can definitely look online. Um, I have some things available, uh, freebie versions as well um, that kind of outline that on my blog as well as TPT. I don't have much on TPT, but um, it's definitely there, a couple of examples. And then there's a really fantastic re resource for all of us um, that is called PBL Works. And it used to be the Buck Institute for Education. And now they're called PBL Works. And okay. they have amazing videos to help us understand and resource pages and ideas for projects and things like that that are, that definitely would be there. And I just think that, you know, 
teachers, I think, are when they're ready to say, wow, I feel like I'm doing all the work here. I'd really love for these kids to have this engagement, but yet I call it empowerment. PBL empowers kids. So if you're ready to take them to that next level, you can do it without losing too much. You know, it's, it's not a whole lot of extra work just by right. knowing those pieces. Well, great. We'll go ahead and add those links into our show notes so people can find those. And great. then one more thing before we say goodbye, Lori, I would love to hear about your upcoming project. Yay! <laughs> what? I mean, we've seen it, but can you tell everybody what's coming down the pike for you? Oh my goodness. I'm so honored. I'm going to be, I'm writing a new book for Dave Burgess Consulting Books. So if you love Wildcard and you love, you know, the limitless classroom and school and all that good stuff, I'll be working with their organization as well as Adam's got a new one coming out for yeah. them. Oh my gosh. And um, we don't, I don't have a title yet because we're still, I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's a very, the way I'm wording it, it's the teacher's guide to project-based learning. Basically Perfect. like the everyday teacher's guide to project-based learning. So, oh, awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so I excited. am too. <laughs> Do you have a date when you think that like give or take? So I think the, the manuscript, everything has to be ready by spring, but I think I'll be ahead of that. So we're looking for a spring, early summer publishing oh date. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, how fun. What a great summer read everybody can have. And you can catch right. up. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Thank all you right, well, so much, Lori. We loved oh, having you. Thank you, you guys. Yeah, You're thank the you best. For all this expertise, everything. We we are so excited to get this out there. So, listeners, thank you so much. Uh, check out Lori, drlorielliot.com, and check out her books. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks again. Absolutely. Right, bye, guys. Bye. bye. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.